Hi everyone, we are here with Mrs. Trillia Newbell. She is the author of many, many books, including Sacred Endurance, a Bible study on Romans 8 called If God is for Us, a book called Fear and Faith, which I have right here with me, um, another book called United, another one called Enjoy, and uh, she's also written a children's book, and there are many others I can include that she has edited or contributed to. And now in January of this upcoming year, she has a Bible study coming out called A Great Cloud of Witnesses, a study of those who lived by faith, and it focuses on Hebrews chapter 11. And she used to work as Director of Community Outreach at the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and she is now an Acquisitions Editor at Moody Publishers. Um, hi, Trillia. Do you want to introduce yourself and maybe add to that? Oh, sure. Well, that, so that's all my work stuff. I'm also a mom and a wife, and um, I've been married for 17 years, which is amazing to me. And I have a almost 14-year-old and an 11-year-old. I mean, no, he is 14, and she's almost 11. See, I only have two, and I can't get it right. And um, yeah, so those are my lovely kids. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, Andre, do you do you want to ask her about uh, some things she's done, or do you just want to jump right in? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, uh, you pointed out all the things that she's worked on and, and uh, contributed to. One of the things that we wanted to ask you about um, is the ESV Women's Study Bible, which just came out in August, um, that you contributed to, along with some other great women's Bible uh, teachers, such as uh, Jen Wilkin. Um, the Crossway site uh, says that uh, this study Bible was created for women who are, are serious about God's word, want to learn more about what the Bible teaches, and want to apply scripture's life-changing truth to everyday life. So our question for you is, how is it to work on this project, and why would you recommend this resource? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because the ESV Women's Study Bible, in part, they took some of the devotionals that we had written from another resource um, with Crossway. And so when I worked on that first one, it's always such a joy to reflect on God's word in any way. But to um, be, for it to be a part of a Bible, I think it's pretty um, humbling. And yeah, <laughs> it's almost, it's almost hard to just express the you, it really puts the fear of the Lord in you. I'll put it that way, because people use the Bible to know about God himself and to learn. And it's useful for every, everything um, related to life and godliness. And, and so I just, I, I, I find myself even now just amazed that, that I would get to do it. But, and, and then again, just praying that the Lord will use it for the good of those who read it in his glory. Um, so that to me is, is mostly, I, I, the practical part of writing itself is, um, is an, a different conversation and a different aspect, just sitting down with God's word and just making sure that you are um, interpreting it the best you can and allowing it to answer its own questions using the Bible um, to, and, and to be your guide rather than, even commentaries because they're written by man. So you're really needing to get in God's word and, and cross-reference and ask, ask the Lord to help you guide you so that you handle it rightly. So for me, that's, that's kind of my experience with writing 
that, but writing anything I write, you just, it puts the fear of the Lord in you um, because people are going to read it and, and, and you want to handle it well. Um, in regards to why I would commend it to you, you named off uh, just two, one, you know, a couple of women, but it's a rich resource. People I, um, I, I, I believe handle the world word well, who um, take God's words seriously. And you mentioned Jen Wilkin, her, her desire is for people to um, be biblically literate, as she would say. Um, and so, so I, I, I think I couldn't commend those who contributed enough. And because I, I know their work for the most part, I don't know everyone's work, but I know their work. Um, I can commend this resource without any hesitation at all to um, your listeners or uh, anyone else who listens to this. Yeah. That's awesome. I remember I first discovered you uh, on Twitter tweeting with Beth Moore and some others. And the first tweet I ever saved from you was that you had said something about just the fresh news of the gospel. And we just need to remind ourselves of that as we go to church each time. And then I've followed you since then and uh, read a lot of your articles for Desiring God, Christianity Today and other stuff. And now you read books as an editor. So as we make work, whether that be this podcast or uh, we read books or we write books or make music or art or anything, uh, and we're trying to do that for God's glory, what do you think we should keep in mind? I Have you ever read Tim Keller's book, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness? No, I know it's a really short book, but I and I've read other stuff by Keller, but not that book. It is so short, so easy to read compared to all his other words, which are also easy to read, but they're, you know, it they're deeply deep. So I just, I, I think that book is fabulous for doing any kind of work of ministry or any kind of work at all, because he's, he's kind of calling us to, um, as he says, and I think he quoted, quotes this or paraphrases it from C.S. Lewis, but to not to think less of ourselves, but to think of ourselves less. And so we're, when we are doing work and we're trying to do it to the glory of our the Lord, it's not that we're to try to put on some kind of false humility. It's that we're going to lower ourselves, humble ourselves. We become low. He becomes high in the way we communicate, in our motivation for why we're doing it. Um, and so that's the goal in, in our, we're going to fail, we're going to flounder here, but that is our goal is to think of him high, esteem him rightly. Um, and for our work, whatever we do, right, whether we eat, drink, whatever we do, be to his glory. So practically speaking, I think that takes, you got to take captive your thoughts. You need to repent where you do, don't, where you're trying to seek glory. Um, and exercise, really think about your motives as you do things, not to freeze you, because if we get, if we get too introspective, you know, we start to look too introspectively in everything that we do, it will freeze us from doing anything at all. Because obviously we're going to have mixed motives. We're not always going to do these things um, rightly. But I do think that as we see that come coming out more, then we're going to be quicker to catch it and repent of it and 
ask God to help us that he would get the glory. He's going to ultimately get the glory anyways, but that he would get it as we are doing or saying or drawing or whatever it is we're, we're doing. Um, and so those are just a few things that I've tried to do is just to, to really think as I'm acting or speaking or whatever it is that I'm doing um, so that, the, that the Lord is high and lifted up. What I don't do, because I, I think it can be, I, I'm saying this carefully because it's not always trite, but I do think it can become trite. I don't do things and always say to God be the glory <laughs> because I don't, you know, I don't, I think that could also be kind of a um, pious, you know, look at me, I'm ask, you know, God be the glory of everything. I don't do that. But in my heart, I pray that. <laughs> and I think that's, I think that's good to do. I think that's, that's really good. And, and definitely like, really like inspirational, I would say for Michael and I making this podcast, just like, I think that's one thing that we always check in with each other and like, make sure our motives, you know, are in the right place. And it's mm -hmm. good to, you know, have that accountability with each other. But like, those are some really good points you made. And like definitely something that we want, we like try to, uh, you know, keep um, at the forefront of our thoughts and keeping all the glory to God when it comes to our podcast and the work that we're trying to do here. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That's good. And um, moving on to our next question. Um, so your next Bible study focuses um, just on chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews. So why did this chapter um, in this book uh, in particular, grab your attention? You know, it's so interesting because my first Bible study was on Romans 8. And I did a deep dive into Romans 8. It's everyone's favorite chapter. And, For sure. you know, <laughs> and so, talk about fear of the Lord. And so I'm like, Ugh! but it's interesting because when I did that, I realized we don't sit in just chapters enough. We don't, it, you, you could really probably spend the rest of your life just trying to mine the riches of Romans 8. I mean, there's so much in there. And so I thought, okay, although I probably won't do the chapter thing for the rest of my life in terms of writing, I thought, well, what's another chapter that we love, but we don't dive in? And that's Hebrews 11. We talk about the hall of fame of faith or all the time. And, and we obviously, when you read Hebrews 12, you got to point back to Hebrews 11, um, the, the cloud of witnesses. But how often do we sit and read all of the names and look back at their stories and reflect, okay, what is it that God's actually saying here? That if, if our faith, if this is about our our faith like faith is defined here i'm i'm even searching it just to make sure i read it correctly um here so if faith is defined here then we are we want to make sure that we understand what god is saying now and here's here's hebrew hebrews 11 how it starts out now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen and then but for by it, the people of old receive their com com uh, commendation. And then we understand how the universe is made by faith. I mean, it's just, it's important that we understand this chapter. And then 
he continues, the writer continues to give us all of these examples. I'm not going to put you guys on a test, but how many of you, I wonder who are listening, have truly gone back and read the stories as you're reading Hugo's Eleven? I imagine there's few and far between who've really paused to do that, to reflect on, okay, what is this faith that we can emulate? What does it look like? And so that's why I wanted to do it. And it was so rich and good for my own soul, which is usually what happens when you're writing, to look back and see the Hall of Fame of Faith is a bunch of broken, sinful people God's called faithful. That's some encouragement. When you're talking, thinking about yourself and your own sin and your own walk that's you're fumbling through. I I was left just so amazed by God and his grace and his, his sustaining grace <laughs> and how um, he's the one, Christ will hold me fast. He is the one who holds us fast. He's the one who calls us faithful. So it's not even as I studied more, I realized it's not even about their faith. It's about his, him being faithful to them. So I could go on and I probably gave too long of an answer there, <laughs> but it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot there. And there's so, so many reasons. Oh, so much that can be said. And so I wanted to do it for those reasons. You know, it's kind of funny, the circles that I kind of go in, whether I'm around friends from church or listening to podcasts, I act, Hebrews is either my favorite book of the Bible or one of the top couple. And I actually feel like it gets less attention than it deserves. And Romans, it gets a lot, but I feel like Hebrews is kind of undervalued almost. Um, but it's actually really clear, like every time I'm spending uh, time in Hebrews, that we need like the entire Old Testament story yes. to understand it, whether it be Exodus and the tabernacle to understand, uh, you know, earlier chapters about the blood and later or it be uh, Leviticus, or just this entire story, like in chapter 11 now, where it's not just Abraham, but you see names that might be less familiar to some people, like Jephthah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so how would you encourage people to see in Hebrews or in the rest of the Bible, just that they need the entire Bible, especially if it's not a book that most people want to read, like Leviticus or Judges? So you're asking me, how can I inspire and encourage people to read the Old Testament? Well, really, I think we we want to if you really want to know god the god of the bible then you're going to need to read all of it and I, I, it's been said and i don't remember who said it but jesus he quotes the old testament i think i mean almost every word out of his mouth or something it was something to that extent is Old Testament quotes. So if you really want to understand his teaching, what he's trying to, how he's trying to guide us and teach us, and you're going to need to know what he's referring to. So that, that's one. But I really think if we're going to love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, mind, then we, we need to know, we have, we have to look to the Old Testament and see what what he said, but you are exactly right about the book of Hebrews. It is law. I mean, it, for understanding Jesus, your, your, and, and what he's accomplished 
and understanding that sin and and the that the greater Adam or however people use you you've got to go back to the Old Testament. So so yeah, I I I think and my prayer and hope is that if as people become better Bible readers in general, they will naturally go towards some of those Old Testament. If you're gonna cross-reference, if you're gonna look up, okay, well, what does this word mean? It's gonna probably lead you back. So so to so the only inspiration I can say is God commands us to love him with all of our hearts, minds, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. In order to love God with everything you have, you need to know him. And you're gonna know him through his word. And that's all of it. For sure, that's so good. Uh, I just think, every time I think about knowing God in the Old Testament, I just think of Exodus and uh, his revelation to Moses at several points in the story. And just how like integral Leviticus would have been to Israel's like, like just how they lived life and as they were journeying to the promised land and before they set out and everything and how integral that would have been for them. And uh, I actually remember Jackie Hill Perry saying at one point how people should read Leviticus and then immediately read Hebrews right after and mm. it would help them immensely. I feel like I've seen that too. But even the great, even the commandment, I think it's in Mark, but I can't remember which gospel it is because obviously when you read it, in Mark, when I believe when Jesus is, he's asked, um, what's the greatest commandment by, by the scribe. And he says to love, love, love God, love neighbor. He's quoting Leviticus. And, and it helps if we can understand, I, I can't remember which, um, maybe I can't remember when in it where it is but in Leviticus it's talking about loving loving the sojourner and it really helps us to define what it means to love our neighbor and who our neighbor is so you've got to look back so all that to say yes (laughs) yes yes to all you've said and um and and I want to caution people Even even as I was reading Hebrews or and studying Hebrews eleven, I realized how much I don't know. So it is so exciting to think that our whole entire life we will be reading the scriptures and learning something new about the Lord. And so don't be discouraged. Um, go and just do learn. And we're all in a process of learning. And and so I think sometimes it can feel this like. Oh, we we need to be seminarians or pastors or I, I don't know what it, but none of us are. So we're we're all on a journey towards learning and 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 it doesn't matter where you are in that journey. You just are going to learn more about God through His Word, and so we want to pursue that. Yeah, that's really good, and that's super encouraging to me and. I- hopefully to anyone who's listening to this episode or seeing it on YouTube or anything like that. Um, but I kind of, you touched on this a little bit before, but um, just like go back a little bit um, to when you were talking about faith and um, how we see in Hebrews 11, that it says that it's impossible to please God without faith. Um, but what do you 
primarily see Hebrews 11 teaching us about faith, and then also uh, why is it good to study those of faith who have gone before us? Yeah, so it's interesting. It's, it's possible to believe God without faith. I currently don't have my notes in front of me, so this is going to be off the cuff. <laughs> so you all go back and study it, because I could be wrong. But you you have to believe, right? So there is a part of believing and trusting the Lord um, in our act of faith. And so I can't remember, um, it's it's so funny that you asked a, a real specific question that I, I can't at the very moment remember, but, but we want to make sure that as we are, as, when we're stepping out and, and pursuing the Lord and doing an action that we're leaning on God, um, it is obviously, it would be impossible to please the Lord without you, with, with when you're, when you're doubting or, or, and not by doubt, doubting in so far as wrestling with the Lord, because we see that so much, but not believing at all that he can do what he says he's going to do. And so without finding the context here, give, give us the, the verse so that we can all look it up. It's at, towards the end. Michael, you got you got it. What? Um, so in eleven six, wait, the verse about it's impossible to please him. Yes. So I in, want in eleven six it says, and without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And then it jumps into talking about Noah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So. So we, yeah, we want to believe that he exists, that he is who he says he is, that he is the God of the universe and that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. And without faith, yeah, it's, it's, it's impossible to do those things. And we, we would never draw near to God if we didn't believe that he existed so all of these things take faith and um, to believe. So why is this important? Well, first of all, it's interesting because even, even um, commentaries, they don't agree on, on what, if this is a, this isn't, they say, a stern definition of faith, even in, as, as they are, as, as it is being defined here in the first couple of verses, where it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the convictions of things not seen. Um, it, they're, they're, it's, it's interesting because even as you read that, they say that for, for some, it, it means that hoped for the assurance of things hoped for, which for them, they were waiting for Jesus, right? And for us, we're waiting for Jesus to return. So the assurance of those things that they are hoping for and the conviction of things not seen, which means that they are, um, they, they have a belief conviction that, that God's going to do, fulfill his promises. And so, and so, all of these people that, that we read about, none of them saw it. None of them, no, none of them saw what, what they were waiting for. And so every single one of them, they were acting and, and 
it, it towards the end i'm i'm looking for it let's see here it talks about um i'm going to find it here it talks about where, how they 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 did everything that they they walked by faith completely and did not receive the common uh their commendation i'm looking for it on my phone which is not helpful if you see it first you all can read it to me okay in verse 13 it says these all died in faith not having received the things promised how many of us would walk knowing and wait what we're waiting for these things to be revealed like they they were everything that they were doing was completely trusting in the promises of god and so to me i think that one of the reasons that we can be inspired and encouraged and the part of the many reasons that god labeled put these people in here is that we need faith to endure and we know right we're waiting for jesus but we we we're still waiting for our faith to be completely seen but but we we know that and they were they were they were waiting they died completely still waiting um to receive all of the things that were promised all of the um the riches of god's kingdom everything they were waiting and so and so to me i think that's it's part of why we see in in hebrews 12 we look so we look at hebrews 11 but then when we go to hebrews 12 we see why why is it that we want to look at look at this cloud of witnesses well i'm just i'm going to read part of it here it says that therefore since we have we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance that's why we need perseverance so he's he's calling us to look at look look what all of those who've gone before you in faith died in faith persevere run with endurance the race that is set before you and jesus as our author and perfecter of our faith and he died bearing all the shame but in joy with the joy set before him and so we consider he jesus who endured and those all of them who endured and we run so i think part of the reason for it is so that we can preserve and run the race that before us and that's incredibly important especially knowing that in this season and and you all will experience it if you haven't already as you get older people stop running the race that before them um think they they get squeezed um they struggle in suffering sometimes um or to become complacent well this gives us a picture of enduring faith faith to the very very bitter end yeah i think that's awesome and i feel the same way even um they're not in the older new testament but even like reading a biography 
a biography of um, somebody in the past or something that walked in faith and you just see them endure to the end, especially nowadays with so many people like falling from the faith, whether it be like a, a pastor or worship leader or, or somebody like that, or you find out about somebody's sin and then, and then they end up like in an investigation or something. So I think that's super encouraging just to see that Jesus ran the race and so did others before us. And then just to wrap up here, we have been doing this for season two. Uh, and I, I love coffee. And uh, if, I, if I wasn't on a budget and wanted to save money, I would try out a new coffee shop every day. But do you have any favorite coffee drinks or do you even like coffee or anything like that? I do like coffee. It's so funny. I get this organic acid. Low <laughs> This is like showing my age, but I get an organic, low at acidic um, coffee and we drink it. It's like a vanilla bean every single day. And we use a um, drip. So we're pour, pour over, I guess is what it's called. Yeah. So, so, and so we grind our beans and pour it over every single morning and I love it. So I am a coffee drinker and that is, yeah, that's what we drink. So that's a fun question. <laughs> <laughs> do you like your coffee black or with cream? I do. So I don't put all the things in it. I, I used to, because before I was a real coffee drinker, <laughs> get like the Starbucks sugar loaded coffee stuff. But then as I, I just can't, like, it's too sweet. And so I drink it black. Yep. Wow. That's impressive. I definitely can't do that. I have coffee right here. And as some listeners will know, it always has peppermint mocha uh, flavored cream in it. Every, oh, every that's day. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you drink dessert every morning. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but there are definitely people who have cream with a side of coffee. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> you got but it. that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we love talking about uh, learning the Bible and uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you so much for joining us. It was such a joy. And, and I, I, it was, it's so funny. I loved Bible study and teaching the Bible and I, and so forgive my scrolling through my phone. I don't, I am a Bible holder. Do you all actually hold a physical Bible? I, that's me. So, oh, yeah. So I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank, thank you so, so much. much.